Hey there, fabulous teacher. Have you been wondering how to make writing time in your classroom more effective for your students? Do you want your students to love writing time? If so, I think it's time for you and I to start transforming your writing instruction. I'm Melissa Morrison, and I have a passion for helping teachers to feel confident in teaching writing and help them grow successful writers. I've worked with numerous teachers to guide them through this transformation, and in this podcast, I bring you the practical strategies you need to make writing the best time of your day. Let's get going. Hey there, wonderful teacher. How are you today? Welcome back to Getting Students to Write. I am continuing on with my writing process series with the second episode of the series all about drafting. When I first was thinking about planning out this episode and what I would talk about, I thought, oh, this will probably be a short one. I can only think of a couple of points that I really want to make, but you know, that's never the case. (laughs) I say it's going to be short and then that's not really what happens, but there's really more than a couple of things that I want to talk about when it comes to drafting because um, it really connects so much to a couple other things that I've spoken about before um, in writing instruction. And so If you were looking for a short episode, this one might not be it. So I want to start by having you think once again, which I'm sure I'll do this um, in other episodes as well, especially in this writing process series. I want you to think about times that you have been a writer. And this is, again, why it's so important for us to try to do some writing when we are teaching students um, to write, because it really gets us thinking about what we really do. Um, But I just want you to think maybe you've had to write a grant for something um, for school recently. Maybe you've drafted an, or I'm sorry, drafted and have written an important email email, a letter, um, or last time you you did write an essay or just try to write a story or even taking, um, like doing some journaling or something for yourself. Um, I want you to just think about that. And it is going to kind of backtrack a little bit into planning because planning has so much to do with drafting as well. And I, so I just want you to think about what happens for you. So even if you have to pause for a second, to just um, think about that. What happens when you draft? And it's going to be different if it's a little note or a quick little email or something more serious, you know, more meaningful. Maybe you're to uh, writing to um, one of your own um, children's teachers or a student's parent, the principal, you know, something like that. So I want you to think about what has happened for you or what you do when you draft. And so if I think about it, if it's something that is an email or, or letter, I probably don't plan much other than thinking in my head about what I want to say, right? I'm not usually going to have a bullet point list for an email, but sometimes you might if it's that if you're that worried about it, if it's that important to you. Um, but I might just start typing it out, typing it out. And we know though for us, if we're typing, and then even sometimes it's if we're writing, we it's really hard for us to not revise as we write. I mean, we've we've come to do that and but that's us as adults as experienced writers but you know you start to type and sometimes you just oh back backspace backspace back. like no that's not what i want so i don't know if you would consider that a revision or not but possibly um and then sometimes even when we're writing we write and then right away we know nope i'm gonna cross that off but a lot of times you might just continue on right you just kind of let me just see what's going to happen here so just think about how that happens for you and it's different for me um in different 
things that I'm writing, if I'm doing a blog post, sometimes I write it out and I have to step away from it. And when I come back, I have a much clearer picture, but I have at least just kind of done it. You know, I just did it the first time through. And I want you to think too about like how many versions do you go through? So whether it's revised versions or not, you know, well, it would be revised versions, but how many things do you go through when you're writing a draft? Now, we know there can be several drafts, but I'm really trying my best. I will try my best this episode to talk about like the first, the first time, the first time you're getting things down. So the rough draft you might be thinking of. And I, so I just want you to really think about what happens for you. And so it does, like I said, tie into planning because if you are a big planner and you like to put stuff out, you'd like to make an outline or a web or what have you, you might really get a lot done beforehand, but how often do you stick to that? How often is that exactly how your writing goes? And how often do you really end up changing at least a portion of it? And then for people who aren't big planners, you don't write a lot of stuff out and maybe you do just like to get started first. And that's almost your plan. Your quick rough draft is your plan and then you go back. Um, But for those who don't plan and you start to draft, have you ever even felt like you didn't even really know what you were saying or writing until you started to do it? And so those both versions can be true for our students. And I know, and this is why I mean I'm going to back up into planning for a little bit, I know that sometimes we have students use these planners or graphic organizers, I could use that word interchangeably, but it's not always, or just a planning method. And I think a lot of times we have been guilty of trying to get them to make it perfect on their plan. Like, oh, no, you don't have your three things here, or does do those things really go together in this paragraph or should they not? And we're trying to get them to figure out this perfect plan before they've even had the chance to draft anything. And I don't know about you, but that would never work for me. I don't think I would ever write a plan that did not change. But that's for some reason what we ask students to do. Okay, so I'm going to try for that to be the last thing I talk about when it comes to planning. We're going to try to stick with drafting from now on. There's an article um, on readingrackets.org, and it's written by Judy Zorfis and Tracy Gray. And it says that drafting, no, it says during the drafting stage of writing, a student develops a more cohesive text and explores their topic directed by purpose, audience, genre, and content. Drafting helps students expand upon, clarify, and modify their initial plans and ideas, and it helps them organize their content into a meaningful sequence or flow. Just interesting that they said drafting is modifying your initial plan or your initial ideas and clarifying. So that's what drafting does for your plan. So we know our plan can't be the end all be all. It's not going to be um, exactly, you know, moved over into the drafting or to the draft. And what I've seen time and again with student writers in all the great levels is that they often learn so much about what they want to say or how they want to say it in the drafting process. It doesn't happen in the planning process. It happens when they actually start to write it down and they read it back and they see what it sounds like or they hear what it sounds like. Um, Or even just as they start to write, sometimes they realize, hmm, I don't really have enough to say about this. It's why I didn't have a plan and it's why I am not able to draft. Or they start writing and they realize that they are 
saying too much about this one part, you know, um, or that's when you start to see as the teacher what's really happening with them in their head. That's where things actually start to come out or don't come out and you have a better idea of what's going on and then how you can support them. So needless to say, this drafting part and really letting them get to it is so helpful, effective. It's just one of the most important steps of writing and it doesn't have to be based off a perfect planner. Um, It also doesn't have to go in the exact order that you think the writing needs to go because I think we could all probably attest to the fact that we have not always started um, at the beginning. We've not always written our opening first. And that's also something that comes up when younger students especially start to write and they realize like "Hmm, they didn't really start at the beginning of their story. They started before that or they started in the middle. Um, So a lot comes out and they do a lot of learning during this drafting process. One of the other parts of teaching writing that is vital for student success is that of a community of writers where they have a safe and encouraging environment. And this drafting part is another reason why this is so important. Because if we think about drafting as just getting your ideas down and not having them perfect and not having your sentences all right and, you know, being um, able to to put words down knowing they're not spelled correctly or being able to put down the, the worst version of what you're about to write or your piece, right, is going to be the first draft. How can we expect our writers to do that if they don't feel safe enough in their environment? So this is where that community is really, really important. And not only the community, but just the um, idea for them that drafting doesn't need to be perfect. And that always, I mean, it always does tie back to teaching the writer and not the writing. Because when we are someone or we have a classroom or a school or, you know, a teacher who focuses on the writing and making sure that it's perfect, that's going to affect what they are willing to put on the paper. They are then not going to believe you when you say the draft doesn't have to be perfect because they're so used to everything needing to be correct. Um, And it's also really getting them to understand the difference between, you know, when you're just answering a question um, on a work worksheet or in, you know, um, even in other subjects and you really ask for complete sentences and all of this, or when they're in phonics practice as younger students and, you know, they're trying to get their spelling correct, obviously, to let them know that it's different. When you are first drafting your writing piece and you have all these ideas in your head and you're trying to get it down or you're even those beginning, even in the beginning grades, they do have thoughts in their head and it takes a lot for them to get it on paper. So for them to understand that this really is a time where it's okay and because of the fact that we go back later in this other part of the process where we go to fix it up. So really just, you know, letting them know what it's like as writers and what the drafting process um, or the part of the process of drafting really is about. In the beginning, I was talking about how when we go to draft something, we tend to revise right away. And therefore, we do go through multiple versions of our draft. And it's different for our students, especially anywhere lower than maybe sixth grade and maybe even sixth grade. Um, 
they don't have that yet, right? They, they might revise a couple things here and there, little things, words, you know, maybe a sentence, but for the most part, they are going to write a full first draft before they do anything. So it's different for them than it is for us. And because of that, we need to make sure they have multiple opportunities to draft, multiple opportunities to do even a first draft sometimes. And so I bring it back to, and I know I've talked about this before, the idea of when you're learning a sport, and I always go back to soccer for some reason, it tends to work work out for me. Um, but any sport really, you know, and it could be dancing, it could be playing the piano. We need multiple opportunities for practice. Making mistakes, doing it well, we need to practice, practice, practice in order to see improvement. So think about the way drafting might go in your classroom and think for whatever grade level you're in. But if I'm thinking about those levels where they're not maybe doing so much revision right away, and it may be even in your eighth grade class, you know, you notice that. How are they going to get that opportunity to practice or do they? So let's say you're working in a genre and you get it started, you have them come up with their idea, and then you start to have them write, do they only have one opportunity to write this draft and then revise it and then publish it and then that's it? Do they go through that process several times with several different pieces? Or do they get the opportunity to write several drafts of a different topic before they even go through and do a whole lot of revision? Now, this will vary for grade level because on some grade levels, well, you're always teaching new ways to revise. But in kindergarten and first grade, revision looks very different. It's very quick. Um, And so where you go over the revision part or if they even know what to do for that is going to affect the way this goes. But if you think about, let's start with kindergarten. You're having them do something for the first time. You're having them write in a genre, let's say, even for the first time or going through um, the process of writing. And if they only have one draft one time or, you know, one draft that you then go through the whole process, everyone together where they draft it, okay, and then you're going to revise it, you're going to check over it, you know, and then they're going to do some editing, they're going to publish, and there you go. Well, then they've had one time to have ideas maybe practice some sort of a way to plan and then get it down one time. But they need multiple times to be able to do that. They need multiple drafts. For one, sometimes they might pick an idea that's really not easy to write about. Like it wasn't that great of an idea for them or they don't remember anything about the story that happened or what have you. So they need to do it over and over again. So a kindergartner should be able to write a story in a day. I mean, if they're only drawing pictures for their story, I would hope that they could do a couple of pictures a day even. So depending on how long your independent writing time is, maybe it takes two days for them to get through a book, but we want them to fly through those books over and over again, especially since they're not doing a lot of revision unless you help them through that. So I would assume that if you were working on a genre, even if you're only doing it for a week, they should have five, six, seven ideas that they've gone through. And for some students, they're not even really going to go through the whole the whole story or what have you. They're only going to do like a part of it and move on because that's just where they are. But we need multiple opportunities. So then say you move up to second grade and they're doing informational 
um, books and they come up with an idea and you know, we work so hard on coming up with a table of contents and then, you know, saying, okay, we need at least um, three things that you're going to say about your topic. And we worry so much about how the writing is. And then, you know, before you know it, you're almost done and they've only done one book. Well, then they didn't have a lot of chance to draft from their planning to think about how that can work for informational writing and to really try new things that you're teaching them. And so, I want you to think about how drafting goes and see how you can try to get them to have more opportunity. And to me, it's as easy as saying, okay, guys, here you go. Like we don't have everyone do one page a day. We just let them do it and see what happens and encourage them. You know, you in the beginning, you come up with a few ideas for whatever the genre is and then say, okay, try one. And then, okay, try another one because they need multiple opportunities to go through this process or this part of the writing process of drafting. So let's do a quick recap. So today, when we thought about drafting, we related it back to planning and thought about how connected they are and how a plan is almost a draft too, because we know it's not gonna be exact, it's not gonna go exactly that way. And how important it is to let students start their draft because it is another time where they're gonna really sort through, organize and plan, not plan out, but you know, go through and put down what they really wanna have. Um, so we thought about that a little bit. Then we talked about how important community is because if we really want students to be willing and able to write these first thoughts down that they know are not quite great yet, then they have to have a safe environment in order to do so. And they have to understand that that is okay. Like that's the point of drafting. Maybe showing them some drafts that you have done will help them to feel a little more comfortable with that and and believe you you know or even some find see if there's a way you can find some other authors who have shown that i'm sure there are videos out there for kids especially from during COVID time i know mill willems was was um had a nice series that you could go and watch every day for a while but um i digress and then thirdly we talked about how Drafting needs to happen often. Students should have multiple drafts, especially within a unit, in order to practice this, to practice the um, process of going through ideas to planning to draft, but also practicing drafting and being able to get all these ideas down on paper, see how it works for them. Um, and then, of course, the rest of the process is going to, they're going to have opportunities for that practice too. So when I think about it, this all comes down to really making sure your writing is authentic, that what you're having your writers do is authentic, that they have agency over it, autonomy over their writing, um, and that we're teaching the writer and not the writing. So I hope that you will think about what's happening for you now and how you can make some changes when it comes to the planning and the drafting process for your writers. again. I am so happy to have had you listen in again today. I would like to ask a little favor. If you're enjoying the podcast, could you take a moment to go wherever it is that you listen and write a review and tell others what you find um, so great about these episodes? I would love to be able to share it with more teachers to help them in their writing instruction, just as hopefully I've been helping you. Thank you so much.